Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value came giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Hello, hello. Okay, so what do we got today? We got podcast episode 251, home team. Um, we got some crazy things going on. We had our notes ready. Yes. Ready to go. Tom printed a couple. You had to use a couple trees to get, get his notes ready on yeah. what he's got to talk about. Down with trees. Tom right. Anti-tree. Right. And then all of a sudden, obviously, a tragic, tragic event Horrible. takes place yesterday, taking the lives of three people. Uh, this transgender who, uh, uh, depending on what article you read, is going to tell you different stories of a man, a woman. She walks in. There's videos of it now that you can see. Takes the lives of three nine-year-olds, innocent nine-year-olds, two 61-year-olds, and I believe one, the head of the school, and she had a manifesto. We'll talk about it today on the podcast. Obviously, we got a lot of other stories that are also business issues, but we'll definitely get into this. Uh, I know uh, uh, the the last thing, I have some friends in Nashville. I texted, I called them. I'm like, is every, you guys good? You guys good? Everybody's good? Everybody's good? But, you know, it, it, there are six families right now that are dealing with this. And our condolences goes out to their entire family to hear uh, uh, another tragic event like this. We'll talk about it. But there's a couple other things we got to talk about. Business, TikTok. Tom's got, got some thoughts on TikTok issues that's taking place. There's a Wall Street Journal story that I saw. I think all of you would enjoy the story. It gives such insight about what's happened to American values. The article reads, America pulls back from values that once defined it. If you see how dramatically our values have changed from 1998, which you and I in 1998 were how old? In our 20s, maybe, right? Not even 20s. I was Teens, uh, 17. 17. You were 16, weren't you? Like 1998? Yeah, just, yeah. So to where we are today, it's it's telling where we're at. Um there's an incident on what happened with a chat GPT that saved the dog's life. Very interesting. What direction some people are going to be getting doctor's advice from chat GPT. Tom's got thoughts on AOC uh, events that is taking place with Netanyahu. I know you got some thoughts on that as well. And Vinny on the DeSantis uh, where Trump told DeSantis he came in tears. He was crying. Maybe we can talk about the conversation where Trump told Hannity yesterday how DeSantis came in tears begging for with tissues for his endorsement. Now, having said that, gang. Um, here's who's going to be at the, uh, uh, live, uh, podcast that we're doing, uh, next is it next Thursday, right? It's next Thursday, yes. April 6th. Here's who it's going to be confirmed in the uh, flesh with us. It'll be Dave Rubin who will be in the podcast, uh, with us live at the 5990 building, as well as a man named Rudy Giuliani. And to say, it's going to be a very interesting one. If you want to pick up tickets and register there's a few tickets left the vip's definitely sold out text the word uh, uh podcast to 310-340-1132 340-340-1132 uh, text the word podcast and we will send you the link you can even go to uh, 5990live.com to get registered again 5999 59.90 live.com if you can put the link below as well robert so people can get it go get your tickets i think we got 28 tickets left or 27 tickets left 
Uh, it'll sell out. Uh, the last one we did was an incredible event. Obviously, you know, uh, there's a part of Dave that's going to defend on the DeSantis side, lean a little bit more on the DeSantis side, although he's supportive of Trump as well. And we know where uh, Mayor Giuliani is going to lean. But the timely, the amount of things to talk about with all these investigations, this is a man that's been through it for many, many years. There isn't someone that's got as much experience to talk about this as he does on Trump, on TikTok, on Hunter Biden, on a bunch of different things that's going on. And we're, we're coming to you at a very special time. It's going to be 6 p.m. that we're live. I think it's 6 p.m. people come in, but we'll be going 7 to 9 and then afterwards, everybody will be hanging out together. Some of the guys that are VIP will go to the cigar lounge. We'll have a cigar together. A nighttime party, huh? We've never done this before. This Sunset will be the first Cruise. nighttime we're doing because it's the weekend of UFC, so some people can come enjoy South Florida and go watch the UFC fight on Saturday. Anyway, yeah. having said that, let's get Maybe right. you should have Dave Rubin fight Rudy Giuliani <laughs> and let you see how let's, that goes. Let's Dude, get, let's, watch that. Let's get right into it. I got my it. money on Rubin. Obviously, I have a weight class problem there. Obviously, we're going to talk about what happened with Nashville. Let me just go into a couple different stories here, and then we'll get into that as well. Michael Jordan picks perfect time to sell the Hornets. Okay, Picks the perfect time to sell the Hornets. Tom, this is something you have some strong opinions on, hmm. but let me just read the article first. So Michael Jordan is selling his majority stake of Charlotte Hornets, which uh, he bought in uh, uh, for $275 million in 2010, a reported $1.7 billion. This would mean a significant profit for Jordan, whose tenure as majority owner saw the team uh, uh, reached only the playoff berths two times, and no second round of the postseason, the bankruptcy of team's local media partner, Diamond Sports Group, could put the future media rights of 42, listen to this, folks, MLB, NHL, and NBA's teams in jeopardy, representing an existential threat to the league's teams like the Hornets, whose games are aired on Bally Sports Southeast, rely heavy on the cable, and NBA attributed 13% of last season's earnings to local media deals. Jordan may be looking to downsize his ownership role, due to his struggles as an owner, and instead to focus on other ventures such as his Nike brand or his new NASCAR team. A deal is not imminent, but if he decides to move on, he may not find a better opportunity. Tom? Well, I think a buyer is also going to find an opportunity here. And what has happened, these local sports nets, Bally Sports, if you Google that, you see what happened to them. That is critical. I've, I've been reading it's anywhere from 13 to 20%, depending on the team. So in other words, if you're the owner and you suddenly lose 13 to 20%, of you know what's coming in, you're going to have to reach into your pocket next year and cover the difference because you've got existing player contracts. You've got existing leases on your stadium. So Jordan's in a good place because he bought at such a compelling price and the franchise is worth 1.7. So even if someone came along and said, yeah, I'm only going to pay you 1.3, 1.4 or some number, he can still make a good a tremendous deal on it, and someone is still going to get a deal on the team, but that someone is still going to have to figure out the gap in these local sports. It's happening all over baseball, and it's happening here. Uh, this is just where the, the economics of the time in which we live, these um, regional sports nets, even with great advertising, you get more advertising for live programming because people don't fast-forward through it, and they don't, like, you know, watch it on DVR later and then skip. So all of that's coming home here, but this could be a win for Michael Jordan, but also a win for someone that wants to get in as an mm. NBA owner because I don't think they're going to pay the price that's in Forbes because what just happened with the regional sports group, that's going to be a discount effect. I'm going to take a different angle. You talk about a win for Michael Jordan. Uh, MJ needs a win at this point in his career because there's no question he is the GOAT, greatest of all time, NBA. Uh, you can 
whoever you want to put second, third, fourth, fifth, you want to put LeBron, you want to put Kobe, you want to put Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, throw them all on the list. It's all good. MJ's number one. But on the list of all-time worst owners in NBA history, MJ's on Goat Mountain. It's been so <laughs> Worse disappointing. Worse than Donald Sterling? Uh, Worse than Phoenix? Listen, Goat Mountain. Yes, Phoenix has been to the finals before. Mm-hmm. MJ, how many times has he even been to the playoffs? Well, that's the Once, team in the finals. Twice? The Phoenix owner has proved to be a pig. Tom, Tom <laughs> let, let, let people talk about basketball. Talk about basketball here for a second. <laughs> the, the, the reality is this. Uh, what we've realized with MJ is that as great as you are as a player, it doesn't mean anything as an owner or general manager. The, t- listen, I'm a huge Miami Heat fan. I've been to a million games, season tickets. Um, we've won multiple championships with the Heat, Dwayne Wade, Shaq, the whole squad, everything that we've done over here. When we see Charlotte Hornets, who is in our division, show up on the calendar, it's like just throw a W right there because this team doesn't do shit. And you would ass- assume that if MJ is the owner of your team, there's going to be some MJ magic. You're going to maybe make it to the playoffs. You're going to make a run. Nothing. The only thing they have to speak of is they have LaMelo Ball, who, again, broke his ankle this year. So talk about breaking ankles in the NBA. It's just I'm an MJ fan. I mean, I'm an Isaiah Thomas fan, to be honest with you. Pistons, bad boys. But I want to see MJ succeed as an owner. I want to see his team do well. Adam, so Unfortunately, they're just trash. So why don't you, Adam, what would be the, the reason, and you think, behind somebody with that much knowledge for the game, that much power, that many relationships that he can't turn a team like that around? Well, why do you think that? Yeah, I, I'm I mean, curious. I don't know. I think it's a combination of factors. I think they haven't had a good coach in years. I think the general manager hasn't done much. I think their draft picks have turned not turned out well other than LaMelo. I think the best player they've had in the last 10 years has been Kemba Walker, he's out of the league at this point. Mm-hmm. Who they had a Mecca Okafor. I just they they have not put together a good squad, no. and I wonder why. I Love think it. it's an opportunity. Um, I'm sorry, Pat. No, no, go ahead. I think it's an opportunity. That is why, if I was in Charlotte, first of all, North Carolina is like basket. Indiana, North Carolina, and Kansas is like the two most natural basketball states of the nation. You have Duke. You have UNC, Chapel Hill. You have NC State. And the, the legend of Jimmy Valvano. You have Wake Forest. Uh, Tim Duncan went to Wake Forest, I think, I believe. Yeah. So you, you have this in this basketball crazy state that's crying for an owner that cares enough to reverse everything that you just correctly pointed out. The checklist you just gave, I agree with. But I think there's an opportunity for someone to do it. And Charlotte, although is the second capital of the U.S. banking industry, as we know. It's known as it, the second capital. You would think there'd be some money there, but banking's got a little here's things what going on. Say. Here's what I would say. Wise move. Because MBA is a shitty product today. And take your $1.7 billion, go put it elsewhere. You're going to get better returns than leaving it in the NBA. Do I think the NBA franchise, you know, is it going to double in the next decade? Yeah. Is it going to get 7, 7.2% over the next decade? Maybe. Who knows? But maybe he can, he's going to get 7.2%. The other part is, you know, to, to choose to be an owner, it's a different, it's a, it's a very different philosophy to be an owner than it is to be a GM, than it is to be a coach, than it is to be a superstar, than it is to be a bench warmer. The same mindset doesn't work when you're owning a team. When you're owning a team, it can't be about the owner. It has to be about the player. It's a very, very different dynamic when you're wanting to go that route. And eventually it needs to be more about somebody else. That hasn't happened here yet. But if you're buying a sports team today, I don't know if I'm buying an NBA team. It's a waste of time to go to see any father 
that's thinking about spending $1,000 to take his son to watch LeBron play, to watch uh, Curry play, to watch you know anybody play, except for a couple players that won't miss a game. Anybody that's thinking about spending $1,000, there is a high likelihood that your favorite player may not play on that day. Why the hell would you take your kid with the $1,000 that you have to go watch the game knowing the best player may not play in a season game? It's a shitty product today. There's better products than the NBA to consider. Playoffs, different story, but season, I think NBA is a... Is not a good product today. Anyways, let's go to the next one. So, Tom, TikTok is what I'm going to next. AOC, TikTok defense ripped after Chinese parent company gave six-figure donations to Hispanic caucus nonprofits having to do with uh, AOC. And let's see how AOC is tied to this because she did a video that everybody was talking about. But uh, it wasn't uh, all the good things that was talked about her. So here we go. AOC defended TikTok after the reveal that the Chinese-owned parent company ByteDance donated six-figure contribution to nonprofit aligned with Congressional Black and Hispanic Caucuses, including the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation and Congressional Hispanic Caucus uh, Foundation. In her defense of TikTok, AOC argued that Congress should focus on regulating social media companies' unchecked habit of collecting user data without their consent instead of banning an individual company. She also called for Congress to use to receive a classified briefing before proposing to ban and for the public to be informed about the justification for such a decision. Tom, what is going on here with TikTok and AOC? Uh, TikTok is playing the game that Facebook and everybody else has played, and it's called make sure you make donations to the people that may need to help you if you get your butt hauled before Congress for a hearing. There's no difference in what TikTok is doing with a lot of uh, pharmaceutical companies and others do in the United States. And AOC, who's the anti-Viagra for half of America, you know, she's out there touting (laughs) that. (laughs) By the way, just so you know, a lot of people would disagree with you. Oh, yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, of a, course. A, a lot of people with this. A lot of people for two minutes would be willing to set politics aside. But go ahead. Yeah, one hundred percent. If it was me, I'd have to be. Please don't talk. Um, the, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, by the way, I understand that part. Yeah, I understand don't that open part. your mouth, please. <laughs> just, <laughs> well, yeah, just but, okay, whatever. And, Let and, him go. And, and can you hit the light? Um, the so, <laughs> Tom, your wife's watching. Let's. <laughs> Have a little so, respect for the biz doc, babe. No, Tom's I'm, I'm phone's really going off right now. So we'll get, we'll get back to it. So what AOC was doing, she was preaching to the donation. There's preaching to the choir, but there's also preaching to the donation. She was preaching to the donation. The other part of this that was very interesting, it gets worse, that the cybersecurity lawyer for TikTok, who was scolding us about the hearings, was Don D. West, who formerly works for the Office of the Director of National Intelligence. So you had a former lawyer that worked for the United States, Director of National Intelligence, leaves government and does... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. 
Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9, with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults, with zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. That's what a lot of people in government do. You go work for the private sector. We've talked about so many people in defense that go get on the boards of defense companies. Well, Don D. West, D-O-N-D-I West, formerly worked for the Office of Director of National Intelligence, and she's out there now as a cybersecurity lawyer for TikTok, blasting the United States and lecturing us where she got her education and worked in our government. So, Adam, that. Did, you, did you watch any of the yeah, hearing of back and forth? What are your thoughts yeah, on that? Yeah, so, well, I think it's important to point out, I mean, the, the, the AOC story is just uh, uh, dropping the bucket of what's really happening right now. So last week, the CEO of TikTok, his name is... Shu Zi Chu, he's a 40-year-old, um, he's actually born in Singapore, Was went to school in London, uh, worked for Goldman Sachs, actually went to Harvard to get his um, MBA, so he's sort of been all around the block. He came and sat down in front of Congress. If, if there's one thing that I can appreciate what's happening in Congress right now is the lack of bipartisanship when it comes to TikTok. Democrats and Republicans both scolded Mr. Chu about basically what's happening with TikTok, indoctrinating our youth. We've talked about this before. If you look at TikTok in China, it's all things to educate the youth, math, science, humanities, whatever they're allowed to show in China. Whereas here, it's just nonsense, dances, you know, Clorox bleach challenges yeah. on steroids. Yeah. And I think, you know, TikTok has already been banned in what? India? A couple, couple countries. Major countries. Yeah. A lot of um, countries in the EU have mm -hmm. banned it from government. I think the United States has actually already banned it from government phones. Government buildings. What government five? buildings. That's exactly so, right. You know, um, this essentially is a Trojan horse for China to indoctrinate American youth. And I think it should be a concern. Now, if you ask the average 16-year-old what they think about TikTok, they love TikTok. Yep. But unfortunately, uh, 16-year-olds aren't making the decisions yep. in this country right now. And you made a great—I'm you you sorry, Adam. You, yeah, go. Um, <clears throat> you made a, a great point about the Trojan horse we were talking about before we walked in here. For my my one, first thing is, every week it seems like there's another story of China and how they're trying to screw us. Okay, If you go back from—think about it. COVID, pandemic— Shut down the world, China, okay? They're flying spy balloons over America. Nobody gives a damn. It mm -hmm. took all its photos. Oh, we shot it over the water. Like you said about TikTok, they're indoctrinating the children. They're finding out who are the smart ones, how coordinated they are, the dumb ones that are going to drink the bleach. And when are we going to say if is enough is enough? I know we owe them a shitload of money, but who's going to step up? The only person that did step up was Trump, and they crucified him because they called him racist for just saying, hold them accountable, make them pay their fucking fair share in, in, in trade, and then look what happens. A, a pandemic comes out from over there, and, he, and he's bye-bye. Well, so. the hypocrisy here is amazing. So take a look at this. Not only, well, they're playing the political game well, and they're getting lobbyists in there, and they're, they're doing all that, and then AOC's out there saying, oh, you, it's a slippery slope if you ban an app. Really? You wanted to ban Trump Social. You wanted to ban Parler, so now it's okay to ban this one? Yeah. So that's a little hypocrisy, but the hypocrisy 
hypocrisy goes deeper. Let's look at China and the hypocrisy. This is a list of American technology companies that are banned from the citizenry of central China. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, Google, YouTube, Bing, Twitter, Snapchat, Reddit, Tumblr, Pinterest, Slack, Twitch, Discord, Dropbox, Quora, Medium, Wikipedia, Vimeo, Flickr, SoundCloud, and DuckDuckGo. Duck, I was going to say DuckDuckGo has to be on there. Mm-hmm. So that, Amazingly top- enough, Pornhub is not mentioned. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. But by, by the way, by the way, what you just said very is very powerful. Yes. Very so now, powerful. Now we're racists. Yeah, yeah exactly. Racist. So racist. you, what, what is it? With, so was that question even asked? That, see, that's the part that that question wasn't asked, though. So w- what makes you think you can ban those apps in China, but us choosing to ban you in the country is, uh, you know, bigotry, you know, whatever yeah, you want to call this other stuff. By the way, phenomenal take there, Tom. Right. Can you do me a favor? I got three clips I want to show you guys from this if you haven't seen it. One is from New York Times. One is from Kirk, which I think Kirk's going to be on the podcast in a week or two. And the other one is from Bloomberg. Can you get those three clips ready, uh, Rob? Start off with the first one, New York Times. Let's go there first and see. This is a Democratic, uh, I believe, Congresswoman questioning Kim. And look how this thing goes. It's 50 seconds. You spoke in your opening statement about a firewall relative to Can you the raise data. the volume a little bit? But the Chinese government okay, has that data. Issue. So that's that. Huh? Well, how, how can you promise that, uh, that that will move into... Uh, into the United States of America and be protected here. Uh, Congressman, I have seen no evidence that the Chinese government has access to that data. They have never asked us. We have not provided. Well, you know what? I've I, asked find that that, I find that actually preposterous. <laughs> I, I have uh, I, I looked in. I have seen no evidence of this happening. Mm. And in order to assure everybody here and all our users, our commitment is to move that data in into the United States to be stored on American soil by an American company, overseen by American personnel. So the risk will be similar to any government going to an American company asking for data. Yeah, there you go. Wow. So by the way, that congresswoman, Vinny, just asked me. Is she a Syrian? She's a Syrian. It, wow, she's from California. Con- wow, okay. shout out to a Syrian. Play the other one. Play the one with uh, Charlie Kirk. Watch this one. This one's got 5 million views. My colleague, Representative Lada, confirmed that your parent company, ByteDance, currently can access user data. Yes? Let's, uh, we have to be yes. more specific. Um, yes. After Project say, Texas, no. I'm not asking after Project Texas. I'm asking now. Yes. Some user data is public data, Congresswoman, which <laughs> so means everybody can see. My anyway. colleague, Representative Lada. He didn't want to answer that, right? <sighs> now go to the last one with Bloomberg. This next one is the Wi-Fi one, which is, what? this is this is where, remember how Tom asked the question, Adam said they can't use TikTok in the government buildings yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. government phones, and he said Wi-Fi, he says you can't use it. They, they're, they have the ability, apparently, through your Wi-Fi to see all the other things you're doing on your phone if TikTok. Play, play this clip. Jesus Christ. Mr. Chu, does TikTok access the home Wi-Fi network? Only if the user turns on the Wi-Fi. I, I'm sorry, I may not understand the So if I have a TikTok app on my phone and my phone is on my home Wi-Fi network, does TikTok access that network? It will have to, to access the network to get connections to the Internet, if that's the question. Is it possible then that it could access other devices on that home Wi-Fi network? Co- Congressman, we do not do anything that is beyond <laughs> any industry norms. 
Um, I believe That's the answer to your question is no. It could be technical. Let me get pro. back to you. Okay, well, I appreciate it if you can answer can that. You pause it? Can you pause Mr. it? Mr. Can you pause it? That's saying, a professional though. bullshit. Just keep playing it. Uh, look at the guy sitting next to him, by the way. That's <laughs> yeah. the guy I'm interested in. When you pause it. Who's the guy sitting right the, next to him the, to his right? Lawyers. Now Those press are, play again for for the eyes. You got to see the eyes. He's got the eye. Look at that. Look at yeah. That's a legit <laughs> La Cosa Nostra. <laughs> hey, don't say nothing. Tap him on the Go shoulder. Ahead. Who do you think he is right there? I, I mean, I just think it's important to point out that, um, we'll state the obvious here, ByteDance is the owner of TikTok. ByteDance, what percentage of the CCP owns ByteDance? A, a, a decent percentage of it? Like, meaning the CCP does have ownership in it? And I think we're talking about this question of data and privacy and spying. And, you know, call me an old-fashioned, red-blooded American. Yeah. But if any tech company is going to be spying on me, I want it to be an American Damn company. Damn right, Adam. Tell I want them. it to be tell them. Meta. I want it to be Instagram. I want it to be Google. Yeah. I want it to be YouTube. I want American-owned companies I agree. to be looking at my data and spying on me. Oh, like a good old-fashioned red <laughs> American. Not no Amer Chinese company America. spying oh, on me, okay? America first. Yeah, but, and, and Exxon tried that. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the Valdez, those ducks could be covered with foreign oil. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, but it's, it's, it's actually an interesting point that you make, isn't it? Isn't it crazy how far we've gotten? Like, wasn't during all the surveillance during Obama, people, Americans were up in arms, right? People were like, I can't believe they're taking this. Yeah. And that, look at how amazing and brilliant from Mark Zuckerberg to TikTok to all this social media. Now, it be, they made it cool for you. Back in the day, if somebody saw your, any, I was like, oh, I don't want people. Now it's like, mm -hmm. for instance, my sister's huge. If you don't know nothing about my sister, you go on her Facebook, you know what she does, where she eats, what she's doing, what music she loves, who she hates, her political thing. Dude, you know everything. Like the CIA, I heard they have a name for Mark Zuckerberg. Like they love him because why, what surveil you for what? Go on two social media apps. Mm -hmm. I know everything about you. I know where you're going to go next. They have that type of technology where they're like, well, we've monitored you for the past three days. We know that because of your pattern, you're going to go to this restaurant on this day at this time. Yeah. That banana and, and think about it. That's cool. Chinese when, when, government when, has acquired a percent stake in one of three sets of board of Beijing ByteDance Technology, the subsidiary that holds license that underpin the company's domestic video and information sharing platforms, according to a person familiar matter who spoke on them. Very interesting. Yeah. And just think about it. The um, When you go and you download any of these apps... Mm -hmm. Right, I'm joking about uh, red-blooded Americans. Like, I'm but not they brother. Are all, are I'm not all, brother. Are, I'm not brother. Data is money at this point. Yeah, eyeballs are money. When you go and you download into these apps, American-owned apps, you know they give you the whole ten-page-long disclosure uh, table of contents of yeah. what's going to happen. Yeah. All you do is scroll down to the bottom, <laughs> except 100%. keep it moving. Let yeah. me just get the app. Yeah. So who knows no. what kind of shit is said there yeah. when you're basically downloading these apps. Yeah. So nobody's reading that you kind like, of stuff like that. We're going to take your firstborn child, yeah. your wife. That, okay, yeah. just, I want to get already on the app. spying on you left and right. Do you agree? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Let's get I want to see those dances. And now when you find out people don't have Instagram and Facebook, aren't you like, what the hell is wrong with you? You almost get mad at them because they're not giving out information the way that you do. You know, and so much of this has come full circle. Who did AOC defeat when she became House Representatives? Amazon? Joe Crowley. Joe Crowley, for the last two years, being that he lost his old job because she beat him, is a paid lobbyist that works directly for TikTok. 
So isn't it interesting <laughs> that suddenly the guy she defeated and her are finally on the same side of an issue. They're both trying to protect yeah. TikTok. But this, the circles that have come around on this are just so ironic. Because you've, you've said that, we follow the money, and you think about it. I don't. The term "selling your soul" was like, bro, if you pay me enough money, I questioned this this weekend when I was out at lunch with friends. How much money would it take for somebody to give you? Be like, listen, shut up. I know we're taking all the data from your own citizens, and you're in Congress. Mm -hmm. Take this million cash. Shut the hell up. Pat, let me ask you: mean, the 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 whole uh, example you did when you were when you you, know, you were posting on TikTok, you were getting like. Four views, and then you called China out or ByteDance out, and then you got four million views. Where do you stand now? Give us that rundown. Oh, yeah. It, it, that's uh, absolutely proven on what happens with that. We saw it. the videos are back to normal. But if you look at my Instagram, if you look at my TikTok profile today, I posted <clears throat> a video of Joe talking about our, our podcast and how we do interviews, and, and I posted that. That got flagged. They said that is a, a, a warning uh, for the content, and then I got a warning sign on my TikTok account and uh, 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 multiple whatever way. Now, now there's a new thing that they're talking about strikes, and uh, but it's back to normal what it was before I, again. But I have if you say anything yeah. about China on TikTok. You're gonna get flagged. What if it's a bunch Anything. of pictures of she and you're like, I love him? Like, what if you're supporting him? You, by the way, do, do you know what's the one video that went viral on TikTok yesterday? A girl talking about why uh, politicians are afraid of TikTok and they want to ban it. He says, she says, you want to ban TikTok because we're getting smarter, because we're getting stronger than you, because us young teenagers and you know we're getting this and we're getting uh, yeah. that. That's why She's that viral. video went Weird. viral, mm -hmm. Dude. calling out you know <laughs> yeah. all this stuff, not knowing what's really going on. Anyways, let's go to the next story. Adam, I know you got some opinions on this one here. Is this the end of male overachievers' love affair would work? A Bloomberg story in the U.S. corporate life. In the U.S., corporate life is defined by overwork and its reverence. First of all, nobody says that, but that's what Bloomberg says. What higher-up expected to work longer hours and receive high rewards for it, men tend to end up at the top of professionals that are most demanding and lucrative, while women get shut out due to sexism. Do, oh, my. Just reading this article <laughs> is due to sexism and not having enough time to dedicate to these types of jobs, which result in top-earning men making more than top-earning women. Evidence shows that pandemic may have disrupted corporate American America's love affair with workaholism. Between 2019 and 2022, men who were the biggest earners and our clockers cut back on work more than any other cohort. How many other cohorts are there? It's men <laughs> and women. That's it. The average U.S. worker logged 1,791 hours in 2021, which is higher than other countries such as Canada, Japan, U.K., France, and Germany. Overwork exas exasperated the gender gap by 10%, uh, 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 but the pandemic may have delivered the shock needed to push that trend into reverse. So cohort, they're talking other countries. So Adam, what are your thoughts on this? So, I, I mean, this, as I'm reading this, I'm kind of like throwing up in my mouth a little bit right there. Just <laughs> it, It's just so <laughs> far-fetched and so ridiculous. So it's, it's basically saying women are getting shut out of the workplace because of sexism. I mean, I probably get canceled for saying this, but if you go just to human nature and human evolution, men were born to work. And this used to be known as hunter-gatherers, right? Yep, yep. Men were the hunters, women were the gatherers. Men were, men were out there killing the saber-toothed tigers and woolly mammoths mm -hmm. and risking their life 
to put food on the table for their family, whereas the, the mothers were raising the children and creating homes. And only in the last 30... This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. 40 years with modern feminism has this has this sort of been questioned and women work all you want please but part of the reason that you're talking about sexism and not having enough time it's women have what are those things that that women typically have when they get pregnant oh babies oh. a lot of times when they have babies they they don't work for a good year two three yeah. four five it's years maternity like like whereas the man continues to work men were built to work if you see a man out there who doesn't work he's like yeah i'm just not feeling the work thing right now <laughs> just like what what are you what are you talking about yeah. that that's an unacceptable thing to say as a man 100 as a woman if you're like well i'm not really working right now i'm on maternity leave my husband yeah dead. totally understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, for a man, we have this debate over work-life balance, 40-hour work weeks. Your input is equal to your output. What you put in is what you'll get out. If you want to work the bare minimum, just expect the bare minimum. If you want to put in long hours and work your ass off and build something and create something and consistently improve, you'll get out what you put into it. So at the end of the day, when it comes to investing, it's risk and reward. If you're willing to risk it all, What's the reward? By the way, when you're saying maternity leave, one year, two years, three years, five years, it's 12 weeks in America. You're saying that some choose to go spend that time with their kid, with their baby is what you're talking Correct. about. Correct, yeah. But for the most part, maternity leave is typically I'm not uh, saying 12 what, weeks according what, to... Just to clarify, I'm not talking about corporate... In a lot of time, I'm saying a lot of women are saying I'm not even going back to work yeah. right. for a year, right. too. Yeah. And that's why I brought up Pete Buttigieg because I mean he's at back at work, but he's not really working. You, you know you're what I mean? obsessed with Pete Buttigieg. Well, he's just whatever. I'm just you're obsessed. I, I don't agree with him taking off months, three months, or however long. He anyway, takes. Pat, what's your thoughts on this one right here? Since you're a, a male overachiever, yeah. Well, do the opposite. See what happens to you. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Do yeah. the opposite. Go be a male underachiever. See how you feel about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Why don't we, hey, Bloomberg, why don't we have more male underachievers according to the way you're judging mm-hmm. male overachievers? What do you think will happen to society if we increase male underachievers? Yeah. Okay? More male underachievers 
They tend to not think highly of themselves. They tend to not get girls. They tend to not have their dreams become a reality. And they tend to become a menace to society. They ruin things in society when they become underachievers. Underachievers are not good for society. And Bloomberg is sitting here bashing overachievers? Let me ask you a question. When you celebrate Daniel Day-Lewis winning how many different awards? He's won the most Oscars, I believe, yep. for, what is it? Uh, Leading uh, role. Uh, uh, the Mohicans. Uh, uh, Last of the Mohicans. Last of the Mohicans. My left foot. My left foot. Uh, He's won three or four of them, right, Oscars. Did yeah, he when Lincoln? he did the Last of the Mohicans, Lincoln. he went out there and lived in the woods to know what it feels like. So he didn't act. He lived it, right? What an overachiever. Terrible guy, right? Oh, my. Horrible guy. When, when Johnny Depp goes and plays Pirates of the Caribbean, and he does such a good job that now Disney has to offer him $301 million, and he's still not going to go back. What an overachiever. What an underachiever guy. What a bad thing he is to society. One of Michael Jordan goes practices or Kobe goes practices. What a, what a terrible overachiever we got. If there's anything we need in America... It's not more underachievers. Mm -hmm. God knows we need more overachievers. So, overachievers out there, we salute you. Keep kicking ass. Mm -hmm. We recognize you for your efforts, for your sacrifice, because it's a lot of work. And FYI, to me, overachievers is not just in uh, work. I, I see mothers who go above and beyond for their kids who are overachievers. I see CEOs. I see salespeople. I see customer service. I see a person that works at McDonald's that's an overachiever. I salute you. I don't care what your job is. If you're going above and beyond to do your job, eventually someone's going to take notice and you're going to get a promotion. One of the best stories Ron Paul ever told me was the following. Ron Paul said, I got addicted to this one economist, and I would go drive up. This guy was a... He gave, I don't know, 4,000 deliveries of babies, what Ron Paul's done. He says, so all of a sudden, I'm starting to read these economy books, and I'm addicted. I can't stop reading it. So I go back to the lecture, and I said, look, I can't stop reading this stuff. What do I do with all this material I'm learning about? He says, let me tell you how the world works. You keep talking about what you believe in. The right people will show up and figure out a way to use you effectively. So if you are at any company doing anything you can, if you're an overachiever, don't worry about it. Eventually, someone's going to take notice, and you're going to get a massive opportunity, whether it's within the company or outside the company. Mm -hmm. Power to overachievers. Let me go to the next story. Can you just point out one thing about this, the, the, the irony of this article? This is written by Bloomberg. Bloomberg. As as okay, is. Michael Bloomberg, the founder, <laughs> is the definition of an overachiever. Yeah. He's a top 10 richest people in the world. His net worth is close to $100 billion. <laughs> I mean, the antithesis of... Of what you're basically saying is Michael Bloomberg. But but here's the thing. Yeah, you're right. Before even going, go to this article, Rob. I don't even know what the author looks like. Okay. What do you think this person does for a living? Okay, it makes sense. Is that is that her? Beth? Okay, let's let's look her up. Beth Cullen. Click on her link and let's go to her LinkedIn. What school you think she went to? Maybe Columbia. I don't know what school she went. Let's let's look up her profile. There she is. Actually there. go to her profile. I'm, I'm actually curious now. Senior columnist, uh, okay, is that her? Senior Bloomberg, okay, go, go all the way down to see what school she went to. Go all the way down, go all the way. So she was at Fortune Magazine before Bloom. Columbia, boom! And I guessed. <laughs> there you go. And I <laughs> guessed. I didn't even have a clue. I guess she went to Columbia yeah. University. Wow. Now, of course they're producing people like this wow. that hate capitalists. Wow. No wonder is anybody surprised. Wow. Hello, folks. The next time your kid says, I want to go to Columbia University, this is new age journalism. Wow. This is new age journalism, not the stuff that we used to get years ago. Anyways, let me get to the next story here. Next story is work from home era ends for millions of Americans. 
This is from a real newspaper called Wall Street Journal. A Labor Department report released this week shows 72.5% of business establishments said their employees telework rarely or not at all last year. Compared to 60.1% in 2021, the survey showed about 21 million more workers on site full-time in 2022 compared with the prior year. Several large companies have said they have their employees to report in person more often, and they said they began pushing harder to get staff to work on site more often as recessions, recession fears prompts an increased emphasis on worker productivity. Walt Disney co- uh, Company now pushes for four day a week on site. And Meta Platform Inc.'s uh, Zuck said that in person time helps build relationships and get more done. The share of business establishment and hybrid uh, uh, arrangement where employees split time between home and workers, uh, work site decreased in all measured industries in 2022 from 2021, declining 13.4% across the private sector, according to the Labor Department. Tom. There is a lot going on in here, and I'm, I'm about to go like to 1.5 mode, if that's okay. So you, you have all these people that are upset about work from home. Well, guess what? With the recession coming, it's about to be go back home, yeah. and you could get laid off and lose your job. Here is what's going on in tech. Remember tech, the darlings of the liberal side that take care of other people and make them special organic pizzas in the Google cafeteria. Here we go. Apple is threatening to take action against staff who aren't coming to the office three days a week, and they're going to monitor your badge to make sure that you do because they think, quote, with the recession coming, we need collaboration. Then Oracle is forcing some employees to come back to the office. Mark Benioff, excuse me, excuse me, Larry Ellison comes out and says, we've missed the benefit of in-person collaboration and mentoring that drives our creativity, improves our decision-making, and helps us learn from one another, especially as we come into a competitive era. Bungo. Translation, recession coming. Let's get in the huddle and get shit done. Tree number two, then, gone. It says, Mark Benioff has revised the plan to stack rank the bottom 5% the way GE used to in the 80s, 90s until Jack Welch retired, and he said the annual strategic plan will include return to office mandates because we have a vision, V2MOM. So V2MOM, which stands for vision, values, methods, obstacles, and measurements for the new year. And measurements are hard to take place unless people are here working together on teams. Tree number then, three. Then Amazon's HR team sent a memo rejecting, rejected. But I sound like Chick Hearn here. Rejected. <laughs> March 24th, just the other day, HR chief formally rejected the internal petition by 30,000 Amazonians, as they prefer to be called, who signed it and said that the return to office RTO mandate was unfair to them. Their comment was, we respect the petition and we appreciate your collaborative nature in which you brought the issue forward. However, the RTO mandate that Andy Jassy has outlined will stand. We need, here it comes again, collaboration and teamwork. I can't respond to every accommodation request, but this is the decision of corporate. Now then, Guess what you heard in there like seven times? Collaboration, teamwork, you know, recession, tough environment. Let me tell you, you want to complain about work from home. There are Reddit threads out there right now, Pat, that are warning each other. Hey, you know, if you, you may have an opinion, but go light on it. You don't want to get targeted. If we have to do a bunch of layoffs and you're on the work from home and you've been kind of pushing back too hard against management, be careful. So there are voices on the Reddits that are reminding each other, yeah, show your opinion, but I don't know if I want my signature on a petition because if they're looking for layoffs, I don't want to be seen as a troublemaker. Whereas corporations, it's not about troublemakers. We're about to go into recession, and they're talking about getting stuff done, driving hard, and building stronger businesses during it. And by the way, I'm not leaving out Mark Zuckerberg because you just read in the summary here, he says in-person time helps build relationship and get more done. Uh, 
Adam, and I'm sorry, Pat, not to cut you off for everybody who's watching. And me and Adam lately have been really like into like the planet and Earth. All the trees that you killed. Can we just take a moment of just silence for <laughs> for all the trees that Tom just killed for that one You're bit? Funny. I appreciate it. You're funny. <laughs> but you know what? You, you know how sometimes you listen to every single news station and they use the same line. You know that that one clip that shows like 75 different. Anchors all saying the same yeah. thing, same yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. same thing. Yeah, it's like a central narrative, narrative, yeah. narrative. By the way, narrative, you narrative. can tell all of these guys also talk to each other. 100%. Every one of those guys got on a call and we said, let's use the word collaboration. Yep. So let's throw a bunch of words against the wall. Which all one those, do you like the most? All those stories are 72 hours from beginning to end that everything uh, I pulled, it's all together. What do you think are the chances they had a call together, that they all spoke to each other? 10,000%. Okay, I'm with you there. And by the way, guess what? Guess what? Now, all the people that are saying, well, you know, if you don't offer a work from home, you know, we're just not going to do this. But, but by the way, let me tell you a crazy story. <laughs> I can't tell you who. That leverage is over. I can't tell you who, but you know who, and I'll tell you after the call who. This week, two of these biggest bankers in all of America, okay, very well-known guys, we got on a call. They're the best team in that company. You know who they are. I call them. After six months of back and forth, we're giving him some money. And I said, here's some money. I want you to look at and give me some options of investing into things right now. You know what his answer was? <laughs> he says, we'll take the money and we'll put it in cash. And we're not buying anything right now because we believe that S&P is going to go to 35. And there may be a chance that S&P goes to 32. S&P today is around 39.88, around 4,000, mm -hmm. okay? To go from 30, like 4,000 to 35, that's a 15% drop off, okay? To go to 32, that's a 20-something percent drop off, exactly 20% drop off to go to 32. So these guys, I mean, all the big Wall Street guys are all sitting around saying there's a, probably a very big you know, a uh, uh, drop-off coming up here soon, the next few months. To say they're aligned on the same page together, most of them are. It's very rare you tell a salesperson, take some money, go sell me some products, make some commission, and for the salesperson to say what? No. no uh -huh. How often do you hear a salesperson saying no to making commission? You rarely hear that, Okay. This happened to me. Today's what? Today's Tuesday. This was on a Friday call that I had with these guys. What do you think of that approach? Well, first of all, I love that approach. It, 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 you know, I love that approach. That's the right approach. But if you do it that way, and you know what I told the guys? So let me tell you guys something here. I, I've been around the block for a long time. You treat me right, you'll have me for a lifetime. You don't, you don't. I said, I'm just getting barely started with making money. You know, I'm, I'm 44. I'm in the money-making years. We got 20, 30 more years of making money. There's going to be more investments that we're going to be making together. Moral of the story is this. More of these guys who are running companies, who, who laid off 19,000 employees, it was, is it Accenture? Disney? It was, uh, Disney. No, it's, uh, I think Accenture, is it Accenture that laid off 19,000, Rob? Yep, Accenture to cut, cut 19,000 jobs as IT spending slows. This is 19,000, if you can zoom in, 19,000 jobs they're laying off, right? Left and right. Yesterday, Jeff Bezos had a video. Jeff said, uh, if you're right now sitting around seeing what's going on in the marketplace, Everybody is bracing for recession to come, and it's coming. Jeff is talking about it. He says, the advice I would give to the average person is, if you got some money, take some money off the, take some chips off the table. If you got some savings, 
don't make any crazy decisions right now. That's what Jeff is talking about. Because we don't know how bad it's going to be, the direction we're going on. Unemployment, we're going to experience all of this stuff that's coming here, right? And all of those guys are now going to say, well, if you don't let me work from home four days a week, I will not work for you <laughs> because I got four other options. You know what you say now? I totally understand, sweetheart. <laughs> Go somewhere else because <laughs> this isn't a place for you. That's what all of those guys are saying together, and they're very aligned. That leverage is over. You are you are so right. And it's not leverage, Tom. That abuse is over. Yes. Yeah. The companies felt abused. The employee thought they had leverage. And but it turns out to be fake leverage. And by the way, this is censure. This is not Amazon saying we're laying off. What was it? I think Amazon was like 19,000 plus nine. And they came back and it was like 27,000 overall. This is censure. This is not warehouse workers. That's freaking a censure. These are highly educated white collar workers in finance, accounting, and professional consulting. Yeah, nine thousand more in addition to eighteen thousand. Yeah, so, so uh, censure is like I'll see your eighteen thousand and raise you a thousand. By the way, we talked about this. I want to say you can uh, tell me the date on this. We talked about this at the peak of COVID, where it was. We talked about how if you can go get a raise, go get it, go do. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, of and I said, don't do it. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm telling you, don't do it. It's gonna backfire. No, go do it. All those years of social capital you had with a company, when you left, you lost it. All of that loyalty, the relationships, all of that, you lost it. It's gone, right? You don't have that anymore. The people that didn't do that, they deserve to be recognized. Those who did do that, they're paying a price today. We, I believe we were in well, Boca. Well, they're mercenaries, right? What does a mercenary do? It could have been in Boca. You're right. I think yeah. it was a Boca thing. Yeah. yeah. What does a mercenary do? A mercenary shows up for the temporary war and then goes off somewhere else. Because they're paid, paid soldiers. Yeah. They're paid soldiers. So if people wanted to be mercenaries working for Amazon, and then Amazon now lays them off because they're like, these folks here are dedicated and working. Man, what goes around comes around, you know, as they say, F-A-F-O, you know, so... Yeah. And guess what? People are finding right now level 10 of that experience.